Man, the dwelling place of God. Deep inside every man, there is a private sanctum where dwells the mysterious essence of his being. This, far in reality, is that part of the man which is what it is of itself without reference to any other part of the man's complex nature. It is the man's I am, a gift from the I am who created him. The I am, which is God, is underived and self-existent. The I am, which is man, is derived from God and dependent every moment upon his creative fiat for its continued existence. One is creator, high over all, ancient of days, dwelling in light, unapproachable. The other is a creature, and though privileged beyond all others, it is still but a creature, a pensioner on God's bounty, and a supplicant before his throne. The deep in human entity of which we speak is called, in the scriptures, the spirit of man. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 As God's self-knowledge lies in the eternal spirit, so man's self-knowledge is by his own spirit, and his knowledge of God is by the direct impression of the Spirit of God upon the spirit of man. The importance of all this cannot be overestimated as we think and study and pray. It reveals the essential spirituality of mankind. It denies that man is a creature having a spirit, and declares that he is a spirit having a body. That which makes him a human being is not his body, but his spirit in which the image of God originally lay. One of the most liberating declarations in the New Testament is this, The true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. John chapter 4 Verse twenty three twenty four. Here the nature of worship is shown to be wholly spiritual. True religion is removed from the diet and days, from garment and ceremonies, and placed where it belongs, in the union of man with the Spirit of God. From man's standpoint, the most tragic loss suffered in the fall was the vacating of this inner sanctum by the Spirit of God. At the far end hidden center of man's being is a bush fitted to be the dwelling place of the triune God. There God planned to rest and glow with moral and spiritual fire. Man, by his sin, forfeited this indescribably wonderful privilege and must now dwell there alone. For so intimately private is the place that no creature can intrude, no one can enter by Christ, and he will enter only by the invitation of faith. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Revelations chapter 3 verse 20. By the mysterious operation of the Spirit in the new birth, that which is called by Peter the divine nature enters the deepened core of the believer's heart and establishes residence there. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. For the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Romans chapter 8 verses 9 and 16. Such a one is a true Christian, and only such. Baptism, confirmation, the receiving of the sacraments, church membership, these mean nothing unless the supreme act of God in regeneration also takes place. Religious externals may have a meaning for the God-inhabited soul. For any others, they are not only useless, but may actually become snares, deceiving them into a false and perilous sense of security. Keep thy heart with all diligence, 
is more than a wise saying. It is a solemn charge laid upon us by the one who cares most about us. To it, we should give the most careful heed, lest at any time we should let it slip.